Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about TJ Dillashaw, who is coming off of a defeat against the champion Aljamain Sterling at UFC 280. And of course, TJ went into this fight with a shoulder injury. And although it was unknown to the public prior to the fight, these issues were serious as 30 seconds into the first round, his shoulder popped out. And basically for the entire fight, he was in survival mode. Going into round two, his coach pops his shoulder back into the socket, only for it to pop out in the second round. And although TJ displayed a lot of heart in this fight, he was unable to survive. And by the end, he lost the fight by ground and pound. And like I said, a lot of heart from TJ. I know people are very upset that he didn't disclose this injury, and a lot of those people are the ones who bet on him to win the fight. But in the end of the day, this is the sport. Fighters all the time go into fights with injuries, and at times, it's going to affect them in the fight. And that's what we saw here. It's simply just part of the game. And look, I picked TJ to win this fight. I believed he had the stronger wrestling, and on the feet, he was more skilled than Aljamain. Plus, he was also famous for never going past a four fight win streak every time he won four he lost the fight afterwards he goes on four lost the fight afterwards and with his last fight being his first win coming off a defeat i thought maybe superstition is going to work again but this time around aljamain broke the curse and for the first time in tj's career he has not gone on a four fight win streak following a defeat and this is a hard defeat for tj because at the age of 36 this most likely may have been his last shot at the title a belt he didn't lose the last time around and the reason why was because he got suspended for taking EPO and that really took a hit on his promising career. This was a guy who many people thought was on the way to becoming the greatest bantamweight of all time or at that point did consider him as the greatest bantamweight of all time. But once he failed his drug test that really took a hit on his legacy as an MMA fighter. But hey for him to come back after two years and pick up a win over Corey Sandhagen yes it was very close and some can argue that Corey did enough to win that night, it was very impressive to see from TJ. So what a comeback story it would have been for him to win the belt again. And honestly, at that point, if he did become the champion for a third time, there was some good argument that he would have been the best bantamweight of all time. But the worst possible outcome happened for him. And like I said, in his late 30s, it's going to be difficult for him to get back to a title shot, especially with how stacked this 135 pound division is. So at this point, I do question what is next for TJ Dillashaw? Does he still have enough in him to make another run to the title? Or is it time to give him fun fights, fan-friendly fights? And it's really hard to say, especially depending on how much the UFC likes TJ. But in my opinion, there is one option that would be the best one for TJ. And that's a rematch with the former UFC bantamweight champion, Dominic Cruz. Because Dominic too is coming off of a defeat, and with both guys no longer in the prime of their careers, this would be a solid legends fight. Especially due to how much they don't like each other. They have a lot of beef. And with that fight being very close, with some arguing that TJ did enough to win that night, this second fight between the two would not only be a rematch, but it would be a grudge match. Easily could co-main event a pay-per-view card or even headline a fight night. And honestly, for the both of them, it's a good start if they want to 
begin climbing back upwards. They're both in a similar situation. They're both former champions. So I say the UFC goes with this fight next. Another option for TJ is a fight with another former champion, and that would be a matchup against Piotr Jan. Piotr, who is coming off two very controversial defeats, is nowhere close to fighting for the title at this point. And I'm not going to lie, I favor Piotr in winning a fight against TJ at this point. So if the UFC wants to bring Piotr back to a title shot, this is a good fight for him because TJ is a tough fighter and he has a big name. Like I said, I favor Piotr in this matchup. So unless he truly believes he still has it in him to make another run, he should stay away from a fight like this. And that's just the problem. I don't think TJ has it in him to do that. So although it would make a lot of sense on paper, it would be a favorable matchup for Piotr Jan. And to be honest, I see this with a lot of the guys in the top five who are up-and-comers. And that includes Marab Devalishvili, Marlon Chito Vera, and honestly, even Sean O'Malley at this point. I just feel like the game has passed by TJ. So anyone in the top five for him right now would not be a good matchup to bounce back after this defeat. They could make that rematch with Corey Sandhagen, but I don't think many people want to see that again right now, especially after Corey's most recent win over Song Yadong. He's going to want to fight someone ranked higher than TJ at this point. But there is Rob Font, and honestly, with Rob being on a two-fight losing streak right now, this would be a matchup that would make a lot of sense for TJ at this point. Honestly, anyone whose momentum is not at an all-time high right now would be a good opponent for TJ at this point, because TJ's momentum, too, is not very high. We also got Pedro Munoz. I think that, too, would be a perfect matchup for TJ, in my opinion, especially if the UFC wants to get him back on track, because all due respect to Pedro, I think his best days are behind him right now. And although TJ's momentum is not the greatest, Pedro's is not good in comparison. Then outside of that list, the only other ranked fighter that I think would have been a great opponent for TJ would have been Frankie Edgar, but Frankie has already signed a fight, which he announced would be his retirement fight. And then everyone else is basically an up-and-comer and not the biggest names as of yet, but I see these fights as being the future of the division. And I'm talking about Umar Nurmagomedov and Adrian Yanez. Even someone like Ricky Simone has been very impressive as of late. And I'm just saying, unless TJ wants to pull a Piotr Jan when Piotr fought Sean O'Malley, we all saw how that is a dangerous position for a fighter. So for TJ's best interest, he should stay away from these up-and-comers. But yeah, overall, I just feel like TJ is at a point in his career where he'll be fighting just to fight. It won't be to fight for the title again. And it sucks to say, but once again, at his age, it's very difficult to compete at this young and very stacked 135 pound division. So for me, I would say his prime is over. So when it comes to his legacy, I still consider him as one of the best bantamweights of all time. I still give that title to Dominic Cruz, and that's why a rematch would be great, because although I don't think it would affect that talk of the best 135er of all time, that too will also be a storyline that the UFC will play up. But even if TJ were to win that fight, I still think Dom is the greatest 135er of all time. And the main reason why is because he never failed a drug test. And with me, once a fighter fails a drug test, there's always going to be that asterisk, no matter how well they do for the remainder of their career. So for TJ, he isn't at the top for me, but in his prime, he was one of the best to ever do it at bantamweight. But what do you think? Who should TJ Dillashaw fight next? And do you consider him as the greatest bantamweight of all time? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you on my next one.